We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Tabor Pepper's here in, I think, the best. Now, we're not on video, but I think your streaming setup is the best setup we've had of any guest. I like to hear on. that. Like, you're I ready like to, to rock. That. Oh, yeah. That looks great. Thank um, you, thank you. Well, let's start. Congrats on your new deal. It was actually officially announced. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon. It was officially announced today, although you announced it with a uh, with the video on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturday? that's when I that's when I signed it was Saturday and. Uh, I think like it has to get my agent has to sign it and then uh, the Niners sign it. Uh, okay, so three year deal. So you're with the team for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few questions regarding that. Uh, first thing, what what are you gonna buy? Like, what's your okay. what's your first purchase? <laughs> so the, my first answer is not the sexy answer that you would be expecting from a, a deal like this. Um. My power got knocked out last week by an ice storm. Uh, and my family didn't have power for like six six straight days. Um, so the first thing I am buying is a whole house generator. <laughs> uh, without question, I think my wife would kill me if I even bought groceries before we buy a generator. Because, um, and I'll say this, I, I love my mother-in-law. It's not like uh, the typical trope uh, oh god we got to go to the mother-in-law so like i love my mother-in-law but six days anywhere that's not your house is is a is a stretch so uh luckily she lives like 10 minutes away and graciously welcomed us into her house which is also my wife's childhood home so it was uh there's four cats there and then we brought our dog so there were two dogs (laughs) did the dogs and the cats get along uh yeah they do it's, oh, that's good. It's pretty crazy, but yeah, it was. It's a it's a zoo over there, and then you add two more adults and a and an eight month old, and it kind of it gets a little crazy. Yeah, you've become a dad since you were last on the pod. How yeah, I it, think last time last time we talked, it was like right before my wife gave birth. How's that been? Like, how how's it been navigating that and playing football and? 
Yeah, it was a little tough at the beginning because uh, she was born uh, mid-June and, mm. you know, camp was looming. Um, so it was kind of a balance of being a dad, making sure I'm, you know, staying in shape, um, mentally there, everything. And I mean, I lost a ton of weight in that month. Uh, I came in really, really light to camp. Um, I was able to like put everything I needed to back on before the season got started, but that was kind of just a uh, kind of an un unintended struggle or unforeseen kind of uh struggle that I had to go through during camp. But at the end of the day, you know, my wife was coming out there for a few weeks at a time and then coming back to our house in Michigan uh, and we made it work. And <laughs> my first week back, my wife was like, I got all these appointments <laughs> back, like back to back to back to back. You're playing your, your dad and mom all week. <laughs> and, you know, I let her sleep until 10, 11 AM every day. And she got oh. to do, you know, optometrist dentist. I mean, every <laughs> single appointment she put off, um, because I mean, when she wasn't with me out there in California, she was a, she was a single parent out here and, Man. you know, we're fortunate, um, because the resources, you know, given to us through the NFL and, and my job and everything, but it's still very, very difficult when you, you have your family across the country, but we navigated it. And it sounds like you did, you made up a lot of dad time in that first week back. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, Cause like, I wasn't, I, I was like, in my head, I was like, you cannot let her hear you complain. Like you cannot, you don't want to do that to her. Don't do it. And then like, once the week was over and she had her big exhale then she yeah. was like you did a great job last week thank you for hey, that i was I like you know what that's all i needed <laughs> yeah that's a big time that's a big time w yeah. um let's uh i want to when did all right let's let's go back to the contract when did you get an indication that you'd be back with san francisco because for for me as somebody on the outside when you look at the list of free agents you were just a box that i had checked because like they had gone through trying to find somebody and mm -hmm. you've been really good and available. And I just figured like, okay, check that box. Did you know, like at exit interviews that you were coming back or. I knew they wanted me back. Um, I was kind of in a spot where I, I improved so much last year uh, in my punt blocking ability mm -hmm. that. I kind of knew eyes eyes would be on me if I headed to free agency. I knew the team wanted me back, but at the same time, I knew I was also in a spot where I could definitely get what I felt I deserved. Mm -hmm. um, and if I didn't with the Niners, then I felt confident going into free agency. This year is pretty crazy um, because I think, I think going into the 2022 season, there were anywhere from 14 to 17 long snapper contracts that were ending at the end of the season. Wow. So wide open market, a lot of young guys, good amount of old guys too. So I was kind of in a sweet spot of experienced, but not so old that teams right. would be signing me to like year to years. Cause once you reach a kind of a certain age in long snapping and also depending on the franchise you're with, um, they just kind of chalk you year to year, get you on the vet minimum. So the, sure. the cap hits really low. Um, but yeah, I knew they wanted me back uh, and I wanted to come back, but also I wasn't going to, you know, sell myself short. Right. That makes sense. I love uh, it. Yeah. 100%. It's, uh, 
it's cold here, but you're not gonna get your power knocked out from freezing. Yeah, right. At least not 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 where where you're at. Um, so how do I'm trying to figure out how to ask this without being super simple about it? <laughs> how do in my mind before I kind of got into this and understood a little bit the how this works. In my mind, when a player did a contract negotiation, they got with their agent and they walked into a big boardroom at the team facility with like the cap guy and the general manager and someone like the coach or something and just negotiated and talked about it. And like, okay, it's been four hours. We're going to head out. We'll be back here tomorrow. (laughs) How does that process? Who's catering lunch? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) We're all headed to Chipotle. Right. (laughs) Um how does that is it is it you on the phone with an agent and your agents doing all the communicating or the Niners communicating with you directly? How does that whole process go? Because you're not even in the you're not even in the Bay Area right now. Like you're no. doing this from a remote different location. Yeah. So about like two days after the season ended, I came straight home and uh so the team has quite a bit of stuff to figure out. They have a bunch of, you know, they have our exit meetings. And then they have a staff meeting and they go down the list. Is this a guy we want to keep? Is it someone who we like, but they can test out free agency. Maybe we can get them cheap. So they kind of go down the list and they make up their game plan as well for the off season. Um, so it takes a little bit of time before you hear from them. Um, you know, guys can get signed mid season before the season, whatnot. Um, but they indicated Uh, throughout the year they wanted to kind of just deal with me at at the end of the season so when was it I think I think we started talking about two weeks ago uh and at least for me how it starts is um my agent's pretty much like all right you guys you guys want to boogie like let's start talking Mm -hmm. uh send an offer so the Niners started then you know depending on um so they'll send an offer and then it's like, these are the reasons why we offered him this. And then basically okay. you just go back and forth and you're like, well, we think you should get this and this is why. So it's kind of just like, it's almost like a, oh my God, what were those called in high school? Like a Lincoln Douglas debate sure. where you go back and forth and you each have like a certain amount of evidence to prove your point or whatnot. So you kind of huh. just go back and forth with numbers, comps, um, opinion, fact, like my first negotiation with the Niners back after the 2020 season was their thing was like, listen, we don't, you know, Tabor hasn't been with a full team for a year. Um, so this is why we're offering um, X amount. And there's not a lot I could argue <laughs> with that. Yeah. Um, Cause it was just fact of the matter. You know, I had prior to that season, I had played one full season, but I had gotten signed five days before the season started. Cause I got cut by the giants. And then two days later, the dolphins signed me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I, I had not gone through one full off season program, one full season um, with one team at all up until that point. So now um, after my two year extension, uh, I had spent basically like two and a half years with the Niners. They knew me, like I said, I got better this year. So I, I, I knew I had some ammo in uh, negotiations and, uh, yeah, uh, some guys will go back and forth one or two times mm-hmm. with the agent and, and their team. And then other guys, I mean, there's really no limit. I think every negotiation is probably different. Right. Uh, this one was pretty straightforward and 
I had a number in my head going into it. I expressed that to my agent and, uh, and I love my agent so much. She's so awesome because we hit the number and she agreed from the beginning. That was a good number if we could land on it. And even when we got the number, she's like, I think I could, I think I could squeeze them for more. (laughs) Like we could ask for this over here. And I'm like, I'm like, cause even when I'm hearing, I'm like, Oh, Oh man. Okay. I mean, we could, (laughs) (laughs) and it sounded real good, but, uh, you know, we hit that number, the signing bonus, the guaranteed, everything looked good to me. It was right where I wanted it. Um, what I felt I deserved as well. And so, I mean, I am completely happy in negotiations. Like, I don't think there was anything left on the table from any end. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next three years. How much of the minutia do you get into like cap number and stuff like that? Does that matter at all to you? Or is that up uh, to, you to figure out? I mean, like, I don't, I don't care. Like sure. my thing okay. is, is like, was... if they tried to use the cap against me, it's like, listen, you're Dude, throwing yeah. me like compared to what Nick's going to get this off season. Like you're throwing me like, like dinner right. scraps, like kitchen right. table scraps. Like I think we can fit in the cap here, especially <laughs> I think now since I'm like over four years of service, like my cap hit is already really low mm-hmm. um, as like a, a vet or whatever, a four year right. vet or something. Um, Last year was my fifth season, but yeah, I mean, I was happy and luckily it didn't come to that. We were able to reach an agreement and it was, it was, it was good. So you, you, the Niners announced it Tuesday, but you announced it Saturday with a video, <laughs> a little bit of a curveball. So a, when did you, did you decide like a long time ago, Hey, I'm going to be a free agent. I'm doing a video. And then did you do the video? I did the video. I did every part of it. Wow. Video. So shout out to the, uh, I shouted, I shouted them out in the comments of the Instagram post, but shout out to the Niners social media team really tight with them. Uh, I, three weeks ago, I had done an interview with my old high school, like news class. And so they wanted B roll. So I like texted them and they got me some cool B roll from the season. And, um, so I had that and when did we know Friday, Thursday into Friday? I think I think terms were accepted on my end Thursday afternoon, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday night, I made it and was sitting on it until the <laughs> NFLPA had to look over the details of the contract, and then they they okay it, and then then I get the actual uh, language and I signed it, and then as soon as I signed it, I posted it. How long did it take you to make it? Uh, an hour and ten minutes. Wow. That's not and bad. I did it all on my phone too. I didn't use a computer. It was That's, all on my little wow. Adobe app. Yeah. I, I don't know how I did That's it. That's incredible. Quick, but it was, it was so much fun. And I, in the middle of it, kind of, I kind of have an idea of what I want to do. Like when I start a project like that, and then it mm-hmm. kind of just stuff kind of just pops out. I'm like, Oh, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Like, I mean, I was taking it all the way to where, like when I was like in life, some chapters are meant to close. Like yeah. I purposely put the first clip where like my back is almost turning and I'm leaving the frame. Like I was like thinking of like that, like if you rewatch it, like full blown directing the frame, I'm gone. I'm out of here. I want people to think I'm out of the bay and then record scratch. Like I, it's when I showed my wife, I was like, I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to post when I announce my resigning. And she watched probably the first 10 seconds. And she's like, she heard the music. She saw the slow-mo and she's like, you know, people are going to think you're, leaving right and i'm like 
keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got her, I was like, yes, that's the goal. Did, now, was it the desired goal to get guys like Tom Pelissero and Adam Schefter like ripping the video and being like, yeah, hey, long snapper re-signing video. Shefty actually tweeted my agent asking if if he could if he could tweet it. That's so, incredible. Um, she texted me. Adam Schefter wants to tweet it. Can he? I was like, hell yeah. I didn't go on power hell move. Yeah. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> well, some no, people were like, why didn't, you, why didn't you credit him or retweet his original? I was like, dog, it's Schefter. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Did you did you ever feel like at any point in your life, like Adam Schefter would be tweeting out of video that you've resigned with the team not the video i think he announced my last resigning yeah and it was funny because people were like who the hell is this guy and it was a small contract so like it was funny then to see it but when he reposted it now like that video i don't think i've ever had anything pop off like that like that thing i think my i think it has 2.3 million views right now on twitter <laughs> oh <my laughs> i can double check but like <laughs> it's when i checked it was like one point 1.2 and then my dad called me and he was like uh it's at like 2.8 right now <laughs> oh my so, god kind of wild most popular long snapper in the league right now i think apparently i don't think it's even close it wasn't on my bingo card but it's definitely <laughs> cool i don't want to uh i don't want to bring up old shit but can we talk about the nfc championship game yeah okay what was so so Brock Purdy goes down, Josh Johnson comes in, and from where I sat, I I still thought like Christian McCaffrey has that unbelievable like. I think I don't want to say greatest touchdown run I've ever seen. That's hyperbole, but like just the individual effort on that play is obviously ridiculous. Um, but it's still it's fourteen seven. End of the half coming to a close. There's a fumble. They go up twenty one seven. But when Josh Johnson goes down, what was the mood on the sideline like? what do we do what now <laughs> and it's like okay how hurt is brock but right. i mean i on the sidelines you know you could see him warming up and you know it was painful and how far he could get the ball uh and it was just like man like what can we do and it was just so tough because i mean you know it was kind of a thing where it seemed like we were realizing it and then they obviously started realizing it when they were loading the box. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, what kind of game of football can you play when you know right. your opponent's going to be running every time? So it was just frustrating. And I was expecting, because I was very, very emotional after the 21 NFC championship. Um, and I was expecting that. And I got a little emotional in the locker room, but nothing like the year prior. And I think it was because we had almost an entire half to like, process it we couldn't just right. lose our minds on the sidelines with emotion like we had to process it and i mean my wife hates it but like i'm a big quote guy like in the face of adversity and stuff but like sure all those quotes like you know just like about persevering and just pushing through adversity like we had to like get through that game then we can like process what the hell just happened so that was kind of just where, where I was at. Um, we still had another half of football to play. Um, and I was ready for whatever, like, you know, when as it, like a special teams unit, when an offense, like, you know, obviously losing a quarterback is a different situation, but for whatever reason, if certain guys are hurt during mm -hmm. a certain week during the season, it's like, all right, we'll probably get in like a field goal zone 
we might not be scoring a lot of touchdowns, but like field goal unit, like you got to be on it. Cause this is how we're going to score a point. So like, that's kind of where my mind entered. Um, I was ready for whatever. And, you know, again, it was just tough. Our defense had no time to rest. Yeah. Um, and we punted and, you know, it was just, it was, it was tough, but nobody was going down without a fight. And that's why I love those guys. Is it, you said it it was different than last year because you had the whole half to process it. Would you say one is easier than the other? One loss is easier. Yeah. In my personally, yeah. Right. Every, personally, yeah, this for you. the against the Eagles was easier to process than twenty one. Where we were list, in it till the end, really. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, where on the list of people on the team are you to play quarterback? Probably. Near dead last, considering I can <laughs> snap it further than I can throw it. <laughs> Is that um, does that count as a forward pass if you catch the snap and then turn around and I, I don't. It's know. a lot of stuff over the middle. He's hit Debo on a slant. I think it could work. There was a couple times in high school I was like trying to make trick shot videos to help my recruiting and like we were doing some crazy stuff. But like I had receivers in in my high school like in our auditor or uh, our gym, um, like running routes and I was like hitting them in stride and stuff. So, so like I. I theoretically could do it pitching that to kyle during camp probably won't go over well but uh it's there it's a possibility i suppose we'll, we'll keep driving that train just in case <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep pushing that uh you said you're a quote guy do you have like is it like mark twain type of quotes or like movie quotes both no like little sayings that get on my wife's nerves like the one she hates the most is like when you don't want to do something um I mean, it can be annoying or it can be like something big in your life. It's mm-hmm. uh, my coach in college used to say it, eat the frog. Nobody wants to eat a frog. Just eat the frog. You got to eat the frog. Just got to do it. Nobody's going to like it. One of my biggest, one of my biggest shames in life that I've not told that many people. And I'm going to say that it's on the podcast that literally tens of people listen to. Um, <laughs> when I was, I live, I used to live in Arizona, right? And I wanted mm-hmm. to work in media, but I was not working in media in Arizona. And I was working there for like two years and and I was just not loving where I was at in life. I'm in my early 20s, entering my mid 20s. And I was listening to a podcast with the comedian um, Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. And he had, <laughs> keep in mind, this is like 2015. He had yeah. Aaron Rodgers on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> And Aaron Rodgers is doing. Hey, shout what? out to Aaron for coming out of his uh, darkness retreat. He made it. <laughs> Did you <laughs> see that room? It was just a nice spa. What the that hell? That was a it spa looked, with a bed in it. Looked like a hobbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so he's like talking about like this color cycle and going from orange to purple and like like all this like stuff that in retrospect is like that's kind of weird, but at the time one of the things he said was don't wait for life to happen. Go make life happen. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, hell yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to make life happen. And I moved home to pursue my career in media. And now there's a baby in the screen. There is a baby in the screen. Uh, My wife said I need to hold her for one second. So maybe she'll talk. She's very chatty. Kathy. What is her name? Rue. Rue. I love that. Uh, <laughs> dude, I mean, like we had so many quotes in college, like, uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity, totally. chase lightning, move the rock, eat the frog, blue vase. It blue vase has like an entire, like 
30 minute video that you have to watch it's that's a whole long thing too i mean my wife hates all my quotes but she hates (laughs) eat the frog the most uh i will uh i'm gonna use that tomorrow at work and i will let you know how it goes um what have you been up to this off season so far just opening pokemon cards and well (laughs) Actually, I haven't opened much. Uh, I, I reorganized my office. My closet was a complete mess, but I bought so many cards <laughs> during the season that I had to buy <laughs> two like four-tiered shelves from Lowe's to put in my closet that already has shelving just to fit all my Pokemon oh crap. My I'll send you guys a picture. So you can, like, I don't know if you attach it to the podcast post or whatever, but... We definitely loves- can. She loves Pokemon. Oh. I was gonna say she was just talking. She was just talking. You wanna say something? You're gonna get your own Pokemon cards? She will one day. Oh, she's rocking. Yeah, for she's, rocking she now. she's not allowed in the office most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um you've got a stream. You're doing a you're doing a streaming thing tonight. What are you doing with that? Uh not tonight. So Friday night, Friday I think night. I'm gonna be doing uh just a pack opening stream, kind of like celebrating the new deal. Um so Football fans, Pokemon fans, trading card game fans, just stop on by. I'll be tweeting it out um, on all my social media and whatnot. So if you follow me, you'll see it. Um, it should be a good time. It's low key. I'm just opening packs just because I like doing it. So <laughs> uh, last thing, and then uh, and then I'll let you go because I know you're you got hands full of baby here. Oh, you're all good. Uh, after you signed your deal, do you start like recruiting <laughs> other players? Yeah. Do you just start? Do you just start firing off texts and calls and actually getting people no. to come back or what? I mean, I, I think everybody knows I want Robbie back. Um, just get the band back together. Like, right. what you know, why stop a good thing? But other than that, like, I'm very excited that like JJ's back. I saw that today. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, his energy is just unmatched. Like, you know, I hope he can get a good deal wherever it is after this year because um, he deserves it. He works really hard mm-hmm. and his positivity is just off the charts. Like I, I love seeing him in the building. How much do you, I think there's, again, this is another one of those things that I just like, just especially before I, before I kind of worked in this area. It, do you interact a lot with receivers, other position groups, or is it everybody's kind of off to their own? Uh, I think everybody, I don't want to say clicks at all, but position groups definitely stick together. I think one of the, well, I was going to say one of the tighter, they're all pretty tight to be completely honest. Like D line super tight. I know they go bowling a lot. DVs are tight. Uh, wide receivers are tight. I mean, really honestly, everybody is um, one guy that I hung out with quite a bit this year. I, I think I only went to one game with them, but Huff uh, puts on his stories like on Friday nights, mm-hmm. like high school Bay area, high school games, like hit me up. And I went to one of them. I think it was St. Francis. Mm. Dude, that was so cool. And it was so much fun. Obviously, you know, 98% of the people were going up to him. Um, Right. (laughs) But, I mean, it was so cool because the other thing is, is like, uh, he's, he's, uh, oh, my God. He's not Tongan. Yes, he is. He's, wait, is he from Tonga? No, my God. I'm getting it wrong. I can't remember. But he's Polynesian, so right. Um, I can't remember which kind. But um, dude, the Polynesian community that pulled up to that game, it was so cool. I felt like an honorary poly, dude. It was so <laughs> sick. They were so nice. Like they would ask for a picture with him, and I would like kind of slide back, 
but like they knew I was on the team and like when I would like slide back they'd be like no come join us and I'm like you know I don't want to like get in between yeah. anything but they're <laughs> like they made me feel so welcome and dude it was so damn cool so I will if he if he does it again this year like I'm there with him too because it was so much fun will you go to just one again will you like pick one to go to or are you gonna go to a few um, I think it, like if my family's not in town, I'll probably go to everyone that sure. they're not in town just because Friday nights I want to hang out with them. But yeah, I mean, dude, I'm I'm super down. He DM'd me today congratulating me. Um he's awesome. my locker mate. He's right next to me in the locker room and he uh I can't I can't say enough good things about uh about Huff. Um he is he is Tongan. I just remembered Tongan Tiger, duh, the T. Um but uh I thought that was for Talanoa. No, it's ta- it's for Tonga. Got um, it. Okay. And that's he like he me. likes the nickname Tongan Tiger, so that's that's what I call him. But um uh dude, I can't say enough good things about Huff, man. He uh he came in and I think I think people knew because I think they reported it, but he was like one of those gold helmet guys in the draft mm-hmm. that John talks about. Um and you know, I was a new guy then, so I didn't really know what is a gold helmet guy, but if if Huff is a gold helmet guy, like it's pretty clear what that means. He is so awesome. He loves the game. Like he's the first one out to practice most days, um, warming up. He listens. He's a good teammate. Um, and he totally deserved, you know, getting pro bowl and everything this year. I, I, I love that kid. Love him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When his he got drafted and in his in his uh that's all. He just got drafted. No. Um when uh when he was doing his his press conference after he got drafted and he said uh I want to be a pro bowler on special teams. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's I remember dude. when he said that because like, I freaked dude. out. I was like, that's my, I was like, I love that guy. I've never even met him. And that's probably why I love him so much. Yeah, that's probably where it started. But I mean, dude, he played so well. Like he didn't, yeah, you know, he he elevated out of some of the special teams. You know, we still needed him on some of them. Uh, and I know Schneider's a big believer in your starters contributing to mm-hmm. one or or both. Because when he was in Seattle, like I'm pretty sure Chancellor and Sherm were on kickoff and like cam was like do not take me off kickoff and i think that says a lot about guys as well Mm -hmm. um so you know wherever huff fit in during this season on special teams like he took it very very seriously he was never complacent like oh you know i'm playing defense too like yeah he you just never heard any of that um because again that's just the type of guy is and 
I love having guys like that on on our team. Do you have another locker mate on your other side? Yeah, you probably know him. Big money Who's... man this off season. Oh, Nick, Nick Bosa? Bosa. Yeah. How's that? He seems very quiet. Uh, he is super quiet. Um, dude, <laughs> he's just so impressive. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> you see him walking around, like he's just a, one. He's impressive to look at because you know all the work that goes into that. Right. It's like and oh, that guy exercises for sure. Yeah, a couple times a week <laughs> right here. But like you know, they they don't post often. But like he and his brother, when they're working out in like in like South Florida, like you know they're working. <laughs> like it's one of those yeah. things, like you know, some guys post that they're in the gym every day. Like you don't have to worry about with that with him. Um, he's kind of, he's pretty autonomous, like in his own right, like in the building, like I'm pretty sure he's left to his own devices. Mm -hmm. The coaches know, you know, um, you know, he does his own workouts that he and his team do and everything and it works and he does it at like the highest level. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just so impressive. And I think, um, I think one thing people might be surprised by because i think it takes people by surprise when people are generally quiet people but like mm -hmm. dude he's he's pretty well read like he he reads a lot of books and and not not like non-fiction stuff but like you know it, like really interesting novels um hmm. one i suggested one to him shoot i can't remember what i suggested to him but i, I think he said he was going to read it this off season but yeah um you got a quiz story. I think sure he was, yeah, reading like historical fiction type stuff, but pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nothing like I heard a rumor that like uh um oh my god, who was the quarterback of the Colts that retired suddenly? Andrew Luck. Andrew I heard Luck, he had yeah. a book club and one of the books that they were reading was like the history of concrete. He's not reading like that type of stuff, <laughs> but but uh but yeah, he likes to read. Is history of concrete like a like a novel or like literally like a no? I don't think that's like a misnomer for a name. Like I'm pretty sure they were reading oh about like the ancient, like you know, like Roman concrete, Greek concrete, because Roman concrete back in the day like was almost like self repairing. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't read the book, but I did know that fun fact. I didn't know that. No, that's good. That's good to know. I don't know if you He's think I'm fucking with you guy. or not. I'm not messing with you. <laughs> I it's I have my face like like I'm smiling, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if you're joking. No, I'm serious. I am serious. I'm or serious. not. Oh wow. Uh yeah, he's an architecture guy too, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. <laughs> any what <laughs> are there any other surprising nuggets from your teammates? Just putting you on the spot. Okay, here. This might get awkward, so we can edit I it. I don't know why, but BA has a whole shoe rack next to his locker. I would do the exact same thing. Because it's funny. Like, some guys, like, hoard their cleats. Right. And then other guys are, like, they wear it three times and they toss it. So it's it's just funny, like, to see, like, who who's who. Are you a like me, a like, I need, like, as, like, an insurance to myself, I need, like, three or four pairs of cleats in my locker. Which that mm -hmm. might sound like a lot, but like with how our lockers work, like that doesn't take up that much space at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like having the insurance of like sure two cleats completely ready to go, and then like two more that can be broken in in like a week or two. So that's kind of where I'm at. What are you looking forward to most this season? Yeah. It's just uh that's a bad question. That's a terrible question. We can re no, let mean, me rewrite that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what are you looking at? Like, be with my teammates. No, I mean, um, yeah, but like, it's, I was going to say, like, it's just, 
it's difficult because the past two seasons we've reached pretty high heights. Like obviously mm-hmm. we didn't get to play in the Super Bowl, but getting the NFC championship is pretty it's one game, I guess, less hard than getting to the Super Bowl. But um I think just every season is so different and like just seeing what ch- this sounds so corny, but like really like seeing what challenges we're gonna have to face. Like I love that. I love, you know, some weeks I'm like, God, you know, hopefully it's like a decent, easy game plan. Like whoever's, you know, the punt rush we have to go Mm -hmm. against. Like some weeks I'm like, oh God, I'm like really tired. Like hopefully it's easy. But, you know, then there's other weeks where I'm like, man, I hope they bring it. Like we know what they do. They rush hard as hell. They do all this tricky stuff. But like, you know, this year I, you know, I had Dwelly, Croft, Charlie, and uh, uh, Burks as my guards. on punt this year and like as far as protection goes like the interior of the line it's me my guards and the and the personal protector mm-hmm. and um this year man we got we got in a really nice groove i not being able to trust a guard is probably the worst feeling in the world and i luckily have never had that issue since i've been with the niners mm-hmm. uh two different coordinators kind of two different protection philosophies not too different, but a little different, but you know, I trust those guys and I, I really do look forward to like the challenges that like other teams bring. Obviously sure. you don't want like internal stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean growing and like seeing how, how much better I got this year. Like, you know, now that I have my head around that, like what else can I improve on? Um, Cause I, I just felt, I started to feel very, very comfortable in my protection uh, towards the end of the year. And I imagine continuity helps with that. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you want your guys back, but, um, the old adage next man up league type deal. Mm -hmm. There's truth to that. Um, and it's tough and it sucks. I, I had a really hard time saying bye to some guys last year, Mm -hmm. uh, Lakin, Muhammad, Sanu, uh, DJ. I really liked those guys were all kind of in a, in my locker block, mm-hmm. uh, really missed those guys. So that, that part's tough. Um, you don't know, you know, there's some guys in limbo on the team right now, um, that, you know, I don't even know if the team knows what they're going to do with them yet. Right. Um, but you know, do you stay in touch with those guys at all? Uh, yeah. Muhammad, you know, Lakin and Muhammad text me, uh, congratulations. Um, I don't think I have DJ's number, but we were good buddies on the team nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's super nice. You definitely make some friends over the years. And um, yeah, that's it. That's the most bittersweet part to me is kind of losing guys because, you know, doesn't hurt unless you value somebody. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Good note to end on. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a nice uh, little fuzzy warm hug yeah. for the audience. <laughs> You've been uh, you've been super generous with your time. I appreciate it a lot, man. Uh, hopefully, we will do this again. And uh, yep. congrats again on your uh, on your three year deal. Really we'll be red, wearing red and gold for a while. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right. oh yeah. Invite me anytime. I'm down. Awesome. Uh, appreciate you, man. Thanks. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com